Section 6 of Homeric Hymns, Epigrams, and Battle of Frogs and Mice by Homer. Translated by Hugh G. Evelyn White. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. To Dionysus I will tell of Dionysus, the son of glorious Semele, how he appeared on a jutting headland by the shore of the fruitless sea, seeming like a stripling in the first flush of manhood. His rich, dark hair was waving about him, and on his strong shoulders he wore a purple robe. Presently there came swiftly over the sparkling sea Tyrsenian pirates on a well-decked ship. A miserable doom led them on. When they saw him, they made signs to one another, and sprang out quickly, and seizing him straightway, put him on board their ship exultingly, for they thought him the son of heaven-nurtured kings. They sought to bind him with rude bonds, but the bonds would not hold him, and the wives fell far away from his hands and feet, and he sat with a smile in his dark eyes. Then the helmsman understood all, and cried out at once to his fellows, and said, Madmen! What god is this whom you have taken and bind strong that he is? Not even the well-built ship can carry him. Surely this is either Zeus or Apollo who has the silver bow, or Poseidon, for he looks not like mortal men, but like the gods who dwell on Olympus. Come then, let us set him free upon the dark shore at once. Do not lay hands on him, lest he grow angry and stir up dangerous winds and heavy squalls. So said he. But the master chid him with taunting words. Madmen, mark the wind and help hoist sail on the ship. Catch all the sheets. As for this fellow, we men will see to him. I reckon he is bound for Egypt, or for Cyprus, or to the Hyperboreans, or further still. But in the end he will speak out and tell us his friends, and all his wealth and his brothers, now that Providence has thrown him in our way. When he had said this, he had mast and sail hoisted on the ship, and the wind filled the sail, and the crew hauled taut the sheets on either side. But soon strange things were seen among them. First of all, sweet, fragrant wine ran streaming throughout all the black ship, and a heavenly smell arose, so that all the seamen were seized with amazement when they saw it. And all at once a vine spread out both ways along the top of the sail, with many clusters hanging down from it, and a dark ivy plant twined about the mast, blossoming with flowers, and with rich berries growing on it, and all the tholepins were covered with garlands. When the pirates saw all this, then at last they bade the helmsman to put the ship to land, but the god changed into a dreadful lion there on the ship, in the bows, and roared loudly. Amidships also he showed his wonders, and created a shaggy bear, which stood up ravening, while on the forepeak was the lion glaring fiercely with scowling brows. And so the sailors fled into the stern, and crowded bemused about the right-minded helmsman, until suddenly the lion sprang upon the master, and seized him. And when the sailors saw it, they leapt out overboard, one and all, into the bright sea, escaping from a miserable fate, and were changed into dolphins. But on the helmsman Dionysus had mercy, and held him back and made him altogether happy, saying to him, Take courage, good, 
you have found favour with my heart. I am loud crying Dionysus, whom Cadmus's daughter Semele bear of union with Zeus. Hail, child of fair-faced Semele, he who forgets you can in no wise order sweet song. To Ares Ares, exceeding in strength, chariot-rider, golden-helmed, doughty in heart, shield-bearer, saviour of cities, harnessed in bronze, strong of arm, unwearying, mighty with the spear, O defence of Olympus, father of warlike victory, ally of Themis, stern governor of the rebellious, leader of righteous men, sceptred king of manliness, who whirl your fiery sphere among the planets in their sevenfold courses through the ether, wherein your blazing steeds ever bear you above the third firmament of heaven. Hear me, helper of men, giver of dauntless youth. Shed down a kindly ray from above upon my life and strength of war, that I may be able to drive away bitter cowardice from my head and crush down the deceitful impulses of my soul. Restrain also the keen fury of my heart, which provokes me to tread the ways of blood-curdling strife. Rather, O oh, blessed one, give you me boldness to abide within the harmless laws of peace, avoiding strife and hatred, and the violent fiends of death. To Artemis Muse, sing of Artemis, sister of the far-shooter, the virgin who delights in arrows, who was fostered with Apollo. She waters her horses from mellies deep in reeds, and swiftly drives her all-golden chariot through Smyrna, divine-clad Claros, where Apollo, god of the silver bow, sits waiting for the far-shooting goddess who delights in arrows. And so hail to you, Artemis, in my song, and to all goddesses as well. Of you first I sing, and with you I begin. Now that I have begun with you, I will turn to another song. To Aphrodite Of Cytheria, born in Cyprus, I will sing. She gives kindly gifts to men. Smiles are ever on her lovely face, and lovely is the brightness that plays over it. Hail, goddess, queen of well-built Salamis and sea-girt Cyprus. Grant me a cheerful song, and now I will remember you, and another song also. To Athena Of Pallas Athena, guardian of the city, I begin to sing. Dread is she, and with Ares she loves deeds of war, the sack of cities and the shouting and the battle. It is she who saves the people as they go out to war and come back. Hail, goddess, and give us good fortune with happiness. To Hera I sing of golden-throned Hera, whom Rhea bear. Queen of the immortals is she, surpassing all in beauty. She is the sister and the wife of loud-thundering Zeus, the glorious one whom all the blessed throughout high Olympus reverence and honor, even as Zeus who delights in thunder. To Demeter I begin to sing of rich-haired Demeter, awful goddess, of her 
and of her daughter lovely Persephone. Hail, goddess, keep this city safe, and govern my song. To the Mother of the Gods I prithee, clear-voiced muse, daughter of mighty Zeus, sing of the mother of all gods and men. She is well pleased with the sound of rattles and of timbrels, with the voice of flutes and the outcry of wolves and bright-eyed lions, with echoing hills and wooded coombs. And so hail to you in my song, and to all goddesses as well. To Heracles the Lion-Hearted I will sing of Heracles, the son of Zeus, and much the mightiest of men on earth. Alcmena bare him in Thebes, the city of lovely dances, when the dark-clouded son of Cronos had lain with her. Once he used to wander over unmeasured tracts of land and sea at the bidding of King Eurystheus, and himself did many deeds of violence and endured many. But now he lives happily in the glorious home of snowy Olympus, and has neat-ankled Hebe for his wife. Hail, Lord, son of Zeus, give me success and prosperity. To Asclepius I begin to sing of Asclepius, son of Apollo, and healer of sicknesses. In the Docian plain, fair Coronis, daughter of King Phlegias, bear him, a great joy to men a soother of cruel pangs. And so hail to you, Lord, in my song I make my prayer to thee. To the Dioscuri Sing, clear-voiced muse, of Castor and Polydukes, the Tyndaridae who sprang from Olympian Zeus. Beneath the heights of Tegetus stately Leda bear them when the dark-clouded son of Cronos had privily bent her to his will. Hail, children of Tyndareus, riders upon swift horses! To Hermes I sing of Cyllenian Hermes, the slayer of Argus, lord of Cyllene in Arcadia rich in flocks, luck-bringing messenger of the deathless gods. He was born of Maia, the daughter of Atlas, when she had mated with Zeus, a shy goddess she. Ever she avoided the throng of the blessed gods, and lived in a shadowy cave. And there the son of Cronos used to lie with the rich-tressed nymph at dead of night, while white-armed Hera lay bound in sweet sleep. And neither deathless god nor mortal man knew it. And so hail to you, son of Zeus and Maia. With you I have begun. Now I will turn to another song. Hail Hermes, giver of grace, guide and giver of good things. To Pan Muse, tell me about Pan, the dear son of Hermes, with his goat's feet and two horns, a lover of merry noise. Through wooded glades he wanders with dancing nymphs who foot it on some sheer cliff's edge, calling upon Pan, the shepherd god, long-haired, unkempt. He has every snowy crest and the mountain peaks and rocky crests for his domain. Hither and thither he goes through the close thickets, now lured by soft streams, and now he presses on amongst towering crags and climbs up to the highest peak that overlooks the flocks. 
Often he courses through the glistening high mountains, and often on the shouldered hills he speeds along slaying wild beasts, this keen-eyed god. Only at evening, as he returns from the chase, he sounds his note, playing sweet and low on his pipes of reed. Not even she could excel him in melody, that bird who in flower-laden spring, pouring forth her lament, utters honey-voiced song amid the leaves. At that hour the clear-voiced nymphs are with him, and move with nimble feet, singing by some spring of dark water, while Echo wails about the mountain-top, and the god on this side or on that of the choirs, or at times sidling into the midst, plies it nimbly with his feet. On his back he wears a spotted lynx pelt, and he delights in high-pitched songs, in a soft meadow where crocuses and sweet-smelling hyacinths bloom at random in the grass. They sing of the blessed gods and high Olympus, and choose to tell of such an one as luck-bringing Hermes above the rest, how he is the swift messenger of all the gods, and how he came to Arcadia, the land of many springs and mother of flocks there where his sacred place is as a god of Silene, For there, though a god, he used to tend curly-fleeced sheep in the service of a mortal man, because there fell on him and waxed strong melting desire to wed the rich-tressed daughter of Dryops. And there he brought about the merry marriage. And in the house she bare Hermes a dear son, who from his birth was marvellous to look upon, with goat's feet and two horns, a noisy, merry-laughing child. But when the nurse saw his uncouth face and full beard, she was afraid, and sprang up and fled and left the child. Then luck-bringing Hermes received him and took him in his arms, very glad in his heart was the god. And he went quickly to the abodes of the deathless gods, carrying his son wrapped in warm skins of mountain hairs, and set him down beside Zeus and showed him to the rest of the gods. Then all the immortals were glad in heart, and Bacchic Dionysus in especial, and they called the boy Pan, because he delighted all their hearts. And so hail to you, Lord, I seek your favour with a song, and now I will remember you, and another song also. End of section 6